Hello, it is Wednesday, December 2nd. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. And the topics for today are Rose Namajunas talks about the trauma she suffered when Conor McGregor threw the dolly through the window of the bus at UFC 223. And I comment on why the UFC did nothing to McGregor for, for committing that crime. Davidson Figueredo got a bag full of cash from Dana White. And I'll tell you why I think that is unseemly and kind of gross and why Gray Maynard's statement that the MMA fighters are paid kind of like strippers sounds kind of true now. Dana White thinks he can talk Habib Nurmagomedov out of retirement. Nurmagomedov says he has no competitive uh, desire to fight again, but yet White is going to insult the UFC lightweight champ and try and get him back in the cage for one more fight. And now on with the show. UFC has been doing these year of the fighter videos and it recently did one with Rose Namajunas, where she discussed UFC uh, 223 and what happened before that fight card when Conor McGregor threw the dolly into the bus, caused some damage, and caused um, three fights or two fights to be pulled from the card. One, because Artem Lobov was in that group of individuals who attacked the bus or were around the attack of the bus at the time and Michael Chiesa and Ray Borg were pulled from the event uh, because of injuries from the broken glass. Nama Yunus was not physically hurt by the by the broken glass but um, she had some trauma and from the the incident and I want to talk about it for two reasons. One, the any kind of comment about Nama Yunus and suffering her suffering trauma from the event, and two, the UFC's reaction to McGregor, which was zero reaction. So what Nama Yunus says in the video, which is available on Fight Pass. It was like an eternity being that bus because I had no idea who that was that was attacking us. All of a sudden, I see a big old fist kind of bang on my window, and then I see one of the security guards grab one of the dudes. I didn't know it was Connor until a little bit later. When he threw the dolly, the bus was backing up into the elevator spot as he threw it to the window right in front of me. But had the bus not been moving, it would have hit my window. In my head, once I found out it was Connor, I was a little bit, I was a little relieved, but I was still on edge. Uh, it just took me back to when I was a kid riding to school through bad neighborhoods on a bus and people throwing shit at our bus. And I've never been completely cornered like that. We were just sitting there not in control. So what I did and what did I do in that moment? I said the Lord's Prayer again and that then it did make me feel a little bit better at that moment and it got me through that moment. And everything uh, that was through, from my childhood, this is what I fought to get out of. And this is like back to stupid street shit that I don't want to be around any, that anymore. That's what I fought my way out of. So here I find myself again in the same spot. But then at the same time, I came back around it. Like this is also where, what I'm here for. So it took it as motivation to show the world that's not going to stop me. So on the night she, when when she fought, she retained her title that night. Um, but what I've, what is a little interesting to me here is that she tells you a little bit about herself. Not much, but you get a little bit of idea of what she went through when she was a kid and, and the trauma, and maybe she thought she was over that, but obviously she wasn't, and then this brought her back. Uh, 
And for anyone to have anything critical to say about that is just dumb. You don't know what she went through in her life. You don't know what her past was like. And to criticize her is kind of weak-minded, especially since, you know, what she does for a living shows you that she is not a weak-minded person. And to laugh at that or make fun of that or say it was no big deal, that's not your spot to judge. That's strictly Nama Yunus's spot to say how she felt at that time. And it takes a special kind of jerk to be critical of that. And I don't know if that's because some kind of uh, uh, idea of what tough is, but that's not, you know, making fun of somebody that had tr trauma in their in their life and that this takes them back to that trauma. Well, that's not tough. That's just being a, a prick. Um, especially since you went back and fought and kept the title. So don't tell me about how she was weak-minded at all. And the second thing, and most important, well, that's not, not to say most important. The second thing, I think Nama Yunus is more important than what I'm going to say about McGregor. Um, but I do feel obligated to say this about McGregor. And that Dana White described this incident as the most disgusting thing in the history of the company. And then when it came time to do something, he did exactly nothing. The UFC did not suspend McGregor. It didn't do a damn thing. And I can almost guarantee you that had this been any other fighter, the repercussions would have been swift and they would have been strong. If Artem Lobov had thrown that dolly into the, into the bus, would he have gotten off with nothing from the, from the UFC? No. Conor McGregor, the UFC's cash cow, it goes from being the most disgusting thing in the history of the company to we're not going to do anything about it. And I know he got some punishment from the, the uh, a minimum punishment from the, the court system, but the UFC didn't do jack shit, and it should have. And it, it never does when it comes to McGregor because it doesn't want to offend McGregor and cause a rift between the UFC and its cash cow. It's been that way since McGregor started screwing up. And it's gross, and it's clear to everyone, but that's the way it is. So McGregor does something stupid, punches a guy in a bar, nothing. Swats a phone out of somebody's hand, nothing. Throws a dolly through a bus window, nothing. All these things were on tape. UFC didn't do jack shit about it because it doesn't want to offend Conor McGregor. So next time you see Dana White with his head turning bright red and blustering and spitting and spewing all kinds of tough guy bullshit, just remember, it's all for show. It's all for show. He doesn't do anything when his money's involved. So anything else, if you're someone who gets punished by Dana White in the UFC, you're someone that's that they can sacrifice. It's not fair treatment for everyone. Never has been, never will be. You want fair treatment from the UFC? Get a CBA. You want someone like Conor McGregor to do whatever the hell he wants, not get punished and get paid more than everyone else? Keep the status quo. McGregor should have been fined. 
should have been suspended. Something should have happened. It didn't happen because Dana White is just full of shit when it comes to these things. Prove me wrong. It's the biggest star in the UFC, and he does nothing. Zip, zilch, zero. He doesn't want to offend Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor is the cash cow for the UFC. Still is, but that could change. And it will change at some point. And then, you know, when McGregor's on his downside and if he's still competing in the UFC, we'll see how important his feelings are when he's no longer the, the biggest draw in the game. But, yeah. So, let's cut the bullshit on calling Rose Namajunas uh, weak or anything. And then let's also cut the bullshit in saying that Dana White's some kind of hard-ass boss because he's not. So I was listening to podcast, video cast, whatever you want to call it, Show Stomper on Sunday, and he brought up a good a good point about Davis and Figueredo and how Dana White paid Figueredo this forgotten bonus. He gave him fifty thousand dollars. In a, in a UFC gift bag. And if that's not a, a slap in the face or a me message, I don't know what is. If you, go, if you go to work, do they pay you in a bag of cash? No. They give you a check or a direct deposit or a transfer or something of that nature. If Dana White has to pay a loan or a mortgage... Does he go to the bank and give them a gift bag full of cash? No. Pays it by check, transfer, or something of that, like that. To give Figueredo a bag of cash was a power play. And it reminded me of what Gray Maynard said. Gray Maynard said this earlier this year that, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I looked it up earlier today. Maynard said that the you know MMA fighters are treated and paid like strippers. They have low wages and then they work for tips. And and I I I think that's what this this kind of handoff of a bag of cash says and shows. You don't pay anyone with a bag of cash unless you want to be an asshole. And if you, unless you want to show, I have the power over you. Here's your bag of cash. And now go away. I look at this, what was done as a payoff to, for accepting the fight on short notice. I disagree with how it was done. It should have been built in. If it, the manager should have built that into his pay and had that go forward. Now that 50 grand is built into every future paycheck that Figueredo makes and then it it increases exponentially if he keeps the title or if he gets a win but instead here's your tip is the message it's 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 slimy but it's the kind of move that someone like Dana White would make um he said he you know owned up for his mistake for not paying Figueredo a bonus for that night but did he really did he really? Because he kind of, you know, spit 
in his face too by 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 giving him a bag of cash it was just a gross kind of move it was a power play it, it was to show you that i own you and this is how i own you i can make you do things for a bag of cash and you can try and convince me otherwise but that's not what a normal boss would do for somebody a normal boss well first of all a normal boss would probably have uh, payroll and taxes taken out because that person is an employee but Figueredo and all the UFC fighters are just independent contractors so it's up to them to pay the taxes on that 50 grand which I think are in the range since it's a bonus in the range of 40 to 50 percent and so now that 50 grand's down to 25 so there's that too but yeah it was gross very uns to quote cheese from the wire it was unseemly but everyone seemed happy about it and i don't know why and that's another thing that's wrong with the ufc is that you know there's this whole idea of the benevolent dana white handing out bags of cash meanwhile the UFC is still keeping 80% of the revenue and the fighters are still getting the shaft. And now they're getting the shaft and uh, sp you know, having their faces spit, spit in their faces by the boss. So let's, let's see this for what it was, was just a move to show you I can, that Dana White, you know, was like, I can make you do this anything I want. For a bag of cash and 50 grand not life-changing money year-changing money maybe but the pay in the ufc is so shitty that it seems like an exorbitant amount when it's really not sorry about that but um yeah uh nothing else to really say about that it was just a bad thing to do a bad look and i guess they thought they were happy about it I guess we're still going on with this, uh, trying to pressure Habib Nurmagomedov to come out of retirement. And Dana White said he's going to meet with Nurmagomedov sometime in the near future in Abu Dhabi. And of course, the goal will be to get Nurmagomedov to fight his 30th fight, at least his 30th fight for the U. And that fight, of course, will be for the UFC. So Nurmagomedov was asked about this recently um, today, and he said to um, the folks at this press conference, first, two will probably offer money. What for? I choke both, and uh, meaning Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Why should I do this? And then he said, it will be hard for him to surprise me with any opponent. Why do you think he will, what do you, who do you think he will offer me? And then the response was, you know, McGregor Poirier. And, and then that's why, why should I do this? I choked them both. And then the question was for the UFC, you capitalize on your rematch against Connor. So Habib says, yes, only money. There is no sports interest there. I choked both of them. Both were champions. Both surrendered to me. As our proverb says, a horse doesn't run until the donkey wins. Donkeys don't even take part in competitions where horses run. I have no interest in fighting against these opponents. Imagine UFC offered you $100 million. This is already a problem. But there is no sports interest there. So again, Nurmagomedov is clear. He has no desire to fight either of these men. But the UFC sees a cash cow, and what it wants to do is to cash in on that cash cow. Neither of those fights was extremely um, 
close. And they're like, I'm out of dominated both. Both men tapped. No questions. Why have a rematch? And the answer to that is simply money. And of course, who will make the most money? Not the fighters, the UFC. And so the pressure begins to get Nurmagomedov to stay in the game for at least one more fight. And I don't, I don't understand this at all. Um, the man's made it clear that he does not want to fight, that he wants to retire. And to pressure him to stay just so the UFC can make more money than him is kind of slimy, just like many things that, have, that the UFC does. This isn't based on anything but the desire for the UFC to make money. This isn't for the future good of Habib Nurmagomedov. He's set. He doesn't need to fight. He has no desire to fight those two fights because the comp the competitive desire is gone because they were both dominant wins already. So where's the drive? The man's obviously not driven by money. So why should he fight? He shouldn't. So why should White waste his time? He shouldn't. But he thinks he can get him out of retirement by offering him money. I don't think that's going to happen. In fact, if I'm Nurmagomedov and the offer is money, I consider that kind of an insult because I don't recall him ever saying that money was the motivation for any of this for him. McGregor, of course, you know, he's shown us that he wants money more than anything. Nurmagomedov, I think it was the competition and I don't think he sees anyone worthy of competition right now except for St. Pierre. And I don't think that fight's going to happen because I think when it comes time to make it happen, the reality will be that Nurmagomedov and St. Pierre both know what they are worth and that'll be more than the UFC is willing to part with because it'll go out of their 80 to 20 split for sure. And so I don't think we see that fight. If we do, I think Nurmagomedov comes out for that one and retires. I, I find it um, kind of uh, egotistical that White will think that he can that he's the kind of person that can talk Nurmagomedov into coming out of retirement just for money. I find it kind of sad and I also find it kind of funny. Uh, and I hope, and I think he will, I hope Nurmagomedov will stick by his guns and say, no, I've made it clear. I'm retired. And I'm retiring because my father's no longer involved in my um, pursuit, a competition. And with him gone, there's nothing for me to prove. There's nothing there anymore. And so he'll respect his father's memory. He'll ex respect his mother's wishes. And he'll leave the fight game undefeated at 29-0. and 0, And Dana White won't be able to talk him out of it just because he has a stack of cash. I hope that's the way it goes down. If, if there was ever a fighter who's going to stick by his retirement, it is Habib Nurmagomedov. And I hope, full-heartedly hope, that Dana White fails miserably and trying to talk him out of that retirement. And that's all I have for tonight. I will be back tomorrow. Until then, everyone stay safe.